night for some reason i wake up at like 3 a.m and that's it like i'm up at 3 and i usually don't go back to sleep till 4 30 and then i'd wake up at like 5 15 to work out so my wife was like have you ever thought about using a sleep mask because we had we sleep with a a, a air a humidifier so it's the light from that we have this thing over our event so it's just a bunch of lights on in our room right and she bought me this sleep mask and i've been going to bed on time and working out after dog i haven't the best sleep of my life. I've never now, felt when this you say sleep mask. My brother, yeah. paint me the picture of this particular device. Yeah, so it's the sleep mask like you see on the airlines, like the things that just cover your eyelids. Yeah, sleep mask. Like it just covers my eyes. It goes over my nose. It's silk. It has a little um cushion on it, so it doesn't feel dry. Yeah, man, it just does the trick. So when I do wake up, because I still kind of wake up at three in the morning. It's pitch black, so it's easier to go back to sleep. So now, so, maybe why like you just didn't minutes. roll over, huh? Why you didn't just roll over? You mean like sleep on my stomach or your other side? Pause. So, well, so the way our room is set up, the the purifier is on the right side, and the thing on our vent is on the left side, and then we have a, a nightlight in the hallway if, just in case I get up to use the restroom, I can see. So no matter where I roll, like there's always some sort of light. Now that's gone. Now it's just pitch black. My brother's a vampire. Man, it's been the Jamie like said, in the comments said you be wearing those wax, wax masks with cucumbers on your eyes. That's what it sounds like. Uh, that's, what I, it if, like? that's what it that's what it feels like, but that is not what it is, Jamie. Nah, that's what it is. It's my brother. And it's if, okay. I've been I don't care. You know, I, I enjoy as, sleeping. As long as we've been podding, I've been wanting to know these things like you wear masks with cucumbers on. Hey, I, I do have beautiful skin. You know the problem, and this is a little skincare. You know, tip. this is after you've already admitted to the people that you wanted to roast your own nuts. We have that. Yeah. We got you on. We, we got, you we got that. We, How's that been going for you, by the way? It's funny. We got snow here uh, the other day, and mm -hmm. I was like, "Man, this is the perfect day to go outside and smoke something because the aesthetic." of the snow falling while the smokers going it's just beautiful but i didn't have anything to smoke so there's supposed to be another storm on friday i might go pick up some nuts and roast them on friday if i have the day off and again no pause but it's all right but no it doesn't okay. why not like roast some uh so ladies and gentlemen jamie in the comments is getting at my man danny ocean early and this is the energy I hey, think we chill need. out. Chill we got to help. We got to help this brother get through a very, very tough Monday night. And young, 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 kiss my ass. I'm, I'm having the best sleep of my life. Y'all make fun of me all you want. I haven't slept this well since I was a child. So you're happy that the never mind, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 129 of Speak on It, ladies and gentlemen. I can't tell you how ready I have been for the last 48 hours to come in here and not only chat with you all, the beautiful, great people, but chat with my man, Danny. And we got a lot of things to talk about. Danny, but first yes, and foremost, we before we get into it, why don't you tell the people who the podcast is brought by? This fine podcast is brought to you by the, the good folks at goingfor2.com. Fantasy season may be over, but if you know anything about D and myself, what is this year for? This is the fourth year around the sun. We don't stop for fantasy season. We're going to keep going. But also, a lot of you are preparing for your 
your dynasty drafts. I know I am, especially with the number one overall pick. Going for two is going to have content all offseason to help you prepare for your dynasty drafts, help you get prepped for your redrafts, no matter when that is, because football season is always in season. It'll be draft season before we know it. So, again, goingfor2.com for just everything that you need. Yes, and for you for, for you fantasy folks out here, let me paint a scenario for you because I really need help. Now, I have two dynasty teams, both of which I think are a few pieces away from really taking that next step. So let me tell you about my 10-team league. Okay, dynasty is this the league. one that we're in? This is the one we're in. So okay. we are deep at a few positions. We have veterans. We're deep at the running back position. Let's just say that. We're deep at the running back position. At the wide receiver position, we got a lot of veterans. We got Mike Evans. We got Stephon Diggs. We got DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Um, we got some young guns in there like um, uh, Romeo Dubs, you know, um, I'm trying to think of who our other young stud might be on that team. Um, hold on. Hold on one second, ladies and gentlemen. While, while you look that up, Jamie, in our league, the number one overall pick doesn't go to the worst team. The winner of the consolation bracket gets the number one overall pick. Jamie says, tell us you suck at Dynasty without telling us you suck at Dynasty. You I had to go and win it. Pick. He had to go win it. Oh, so yeah, we got some young wide receivers like uh, Romeo Dubs and Trey Palmer, who scored in yesterday's game. Um, and then we got young tight end room, Cole Komet, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. So I say all that to say in this 10-team league, I'm trying to get some youth in at the wide receiver position because I think that's a position I'm going to have to invest in given the age of some of my, my, my studs right now. So Danny has the number one overall pick. I have the second overall pick via Bam. So kindly, kindly trading with me his first, uh, uh, his 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 number one overall. I mean his his first round pick. So I have one oh two in this league. Danny has pick one. I have pick two. Let's just say Danny is very confidently going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. at one oh one, ladies and gentlemen. Give me some 102 like wide receivers you think that are coming out of this draft. Malik Neighbors, is that yeah? Is that is that is that, is that where I should go, ladies and gentlemen? We know uh, uh, Rome, Roma Odunze. Is that maybe where I should go, ladies and gentlemen? I know I know it's going to often depend on where a lot of these guys end up, but I'm curious to see where people, you know, where people have some rankings around you, here. You know what's funny? I saw a mock draft today that had Marvin Harrison Jr. going to New England. And, buddy, let me tell you, I'm going to have a real conversation with myself if Mac Jones is throwing a Marvin Harrison Jr. We're going to have to have some real conversations over at the Ron Asley Office of Tax Returns. Who says Who says um, New England doesn't go to quarterback, though? I, I, I agree, but I, I just saw a mock draft, and it had Marvin Harrison Jr. And I think it had them picking, was it Bo Nix? Yeah, I think it had them picking Bo Nix in the second round. My brother, let me tell you, if Bo Nix is throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr., whew, we're going to have to have a real discussion because I don't believe in Bo Nix at all. But what if he turned out to be something? Bo Nix is just an old Derek Carr, and that's his ceiling. Now, Jamie in the comments says neighbors or Odunze, but he says neighbors is safer. Danny, how do you feel about that? Would you say Malik neighbors is a safer choice? It depends, right? So if this mock draft came to fruition, they had Malik Neighbors going to Arizona, and I would love that. Like, I hope Marvin Harrison Jr. goes to Arizona because him and Kyler Murray, we've seen what Kyler can do with a legit receiver. That's that's my wish list. So, yeah, if if 
neighbors ends in Aaron's in Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. Now talk to me in the real draft, right? Right. We have the Panthers. Technically, their first round pick is going to Chicago. Correct. Do you think Chicago is going to keep this pick? Uh, they shouldn't. They should not. They should trade that pick. Or if you want to use the number one overall pick on Marvin Harrison Jr., I would say I know Washington would probably love to have Caleb Williams. I would trade back a spot and take Marvin Harrison Jr. second overall. And then you have a young core of Marvin Harrison Jr., DJ Moore, and Justin Fields. That's nasty. That's pretty nasty what, if you ask me. What Cole Komet there, they're probably looking at the Packers like, hey, they have a room, a lot of young wide receiver talent. Maybe we're gonna have to match that. So yeah, like you're gonna you gonna have to go ball for ball with Green Bay and Detroit for the next three to five years. Like you got your quarterback. You have the heart. I think they have their quarterback. I, I like Justin Fields. I would go another year, but yeah, I, I would trade back with Washington. Pick what up do you some believe assets. of the notion that it might take around 250 million to keep Justin Fields there? Here's the thing. I think Caleb Williams is going to be good, but we don't know that. You know what you have in Justin Fields. And we in I feel like the past two years at the end of the season, he's kind of shown promise and was like, yeah, he's the guy. And then the first half of the season, people kind of like start to doubt him. I would pay Justin Fields. And was this year he's he's completed two years, right? This might be year three. No. Is is this he's he might be year gosh, four. No, how long has Justin Fields been in the league? Let's look this up. This was his third year. This is so so you have Justin Fields two more years at a cost controlled contract. Yeah, this year, then you have his fifth year option. Now you're probably going to extend him at the end of next year so he doesn't even touch free agency on that fifth year option. A lot of teams, that fifth year option contract still, I mean, that money would still count. And then after that, the extension kicks in. So you had Justin Fields two more years at a cost friendly deal. Let him see what he can do with Marvin Harrison Jr. and DJ Moore for two years. Oh. I like that. I like that. And then you, you, so you think all these headlines in the news from Caleb Williams is essentially his way of telling Washington to trade up. Uh, I don't think so. I know one of those stories is fake. The one where he said he wouldn't declare if Chicago took him, that one is fake. I found that out the other day, but if you're, Wait, if tell you're me about it. there was a, um, who I think Emmanuel Otro tweeted a story that Caleb Williams said that he wouldn't declare if Chicago took him. And that story turned out being false. That story is not true. Ball sack if, news. Yeah, that's a ball sack news special. But yeah, if you're Caleb, I mean, if you're Caleb, where would you want to go? Do you want to go to Chicago with DJ Moore? Or do you want to go to DC? Or do Name you want someone to jump again. up? What's the top five? It's, look it up real it's, quick. it's the Bears. It's um, Washington, New England, Arizona, um, Arizona, it's Chicago, Chargers, Washington. Right? Yep. Chicago, Washington, New England, Arizona, the Chargers, and then the Giants are at six. I think Washington. Them. Yeah, I would take Washington too. Just based, off the needs of, just based off the needs of the of, of the teams behind Washington or New England, I would say. Because if, if 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 New England, because they're in a first year head coach with Gerard Mayo. Right. And so you right. bring in like do like a CJ Stroud sort of thing. We take the defensive minded head coach, young rookie wide receiver. You know what a new uh, head coaching staff. They're probably going to bring in a new OC. So that could be an opportunity maybe to start brand new. Now, receiving wise, you know, who knows what um, 
who knows what uh what their receiving core is going to look like in New England, but it's not like they have a bad one. Yeah. And for me, it's where do I have the opportunity for the most success? And I'd say it's probably the NFC. AFC is stacked. Like the NFC. Most who, you got? who you got in NFC that's consistently good, right? You got San Francisco. Green Bay has shown something. You got Dallas. If you want to throw Philadelphia in there, <laughs> you want to be my guest. But after that, like what else? Like what else do you have? The Rams, right? the Lions, the Rams, the Lions, right? Like now you're talking, but compared to the AFC, are, are a fringe playoff team. Yeah, but in the AFC, at the AFC, you're going to have to go through some combination of Lamar, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Like you're going to have to go in. Some people want to throw. CJ, yeah, he's like you see what I'm saying though, right? Like the Trevor Lawrence, if you if you still believe in Trevor, like your path to the Super Bowl in the AFC, like you got to go through those six guys. You can't dodge any of them. You're gonna have to see. Well, two when of Tom them retired, all the bad teams got quarterbacks. Yeah, man. Like Tom left, and it's been a power struggle. It's just been a. So, do you want to go to New England and fight through that? You got to see Josh Allen twice, or you want to go to NFC, NFC East. Okay, I played Philly, I played Dallas twice, but you get the Giants twice. And then well, I don't know it's why. A I, yo, hold on. Stop right there. There's no way you can say you get the Giants twice. And the last time I saw the Giants and the Eagles play, they kicked y'all's teeth in. What are we That's talking about? Oh Lord. Yeah, look at you. Your room lying, your room from your pictures falling down because they know you about to come in here and lie about the Eagles. Listen, before that, the Eagles have owned the Giants. I'll give the Giants the credit. They won. I'm just saying, like. What division you want to play? In? You want to play Josh Allen twice, the Dolphins twice. Who else is in the AFC East? The Jets, who have the best defense in the league. Or do you want to play Philadelphia twice, Dallas twice, and the Giants twice? What do you like? In all honesty, which would you pick? I'm choosing the AFC East a little bit more. Really? You would take the really AFC East. We have to worry about Buffalo. New York hasn't really shown that even with Aaron Rodgers, they were going to be what they were going to be. So you still have to wait and see that. And then. With Miami, you know, as long as you even the odds, you always have a chance. So you might you have a better chance of going one and one with them. So really, you don't have to worry about Buffalo. Yeah, but again, like when you get to the playoffs, it comes back to I'm gonna have to see Lamar, Joe, Josh, CJ. Like I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have, hey, I have to see the them com- any given Sunday. Compared to okay, I have to see I'm gonna have to see Jared Goff, Brock Purdy, Dak, Jalen. Like you have you have a better shot, is what I'm saying. Like all the good quarterbacks play in the AFC, all the great quarterbacks. I didn't even mention Patrick. Like you you have to go to the Arrowhead Invitational. I like I like my chances. Listen, any given Sunday, I feel like in the NF in the NFC, if you're in the NFC East, you know at least the Cowboys and the Eagles are going to show up for the regular season question yep. about the postseason. And then the Giants are going to give you a game. Then you start thinking about the other teams in the NFC. It's not as sweet as you think. You still got to play the 49ers, the Saints, the Bucks are not an easy game. The Seahawks aren't an easy game. The Lions, Packers. Hey. But my um, question to you is, and Jamie, you're, the Browns defense is uh, the Browns defense is number one. I don't know about all that. I think the Texans might have something to say about that. I would, but for me, it's, that was just a good game plan. For me, it's when you're thinking about playoff matchups, who would you rather have in the first round of the wild card? Would you rather go, you want to play the Texans 
or do you want to play the winner of the NFC South? I don't know the Bucks won last night in dominating fashion, but historically, like, who would you want to play? Do you want to go play C.J. Stroud and the Texans, or do you want to go play Baker Mayfield and the Bucks? Take take me to take me to Houston. I'm really? Not, yeah. You would rather. So I'm trying to think of the other matchups this weekend. It was it was the Houston Browns? So Bill Steelers, right? So you'd rather go to Buffalo than go to Detroit. Yeah. That's crazy. Listen, you listen, for every good Josh Allen game, what do we also get to That's balance? true. You get the roller coaster, Josh Allen. Jamie, that's great. The Texans still ran through them. Hey, yo. So, James, to check your stats, nobody has done what the Browns' D has done before, and they're at home. And that's okay, Jamie, because the Eagles are no, at I home. Mean, Jamie's right. The Browns' defense was was really, really good. Unfortunately, it didn't show up in the game. That, that, you that can say the same about Dallas. So what are we talking about? My brother, I'm glad you mentioned that. Let's talk a little bit about the NFC Wild Card Weekend. Let's do it. Let's start with the Rams and the Lions, since we were just talking about it. What were your overall thoughts on the game? It was the Matthew Stafford Invitational, his return to Detroit. I mean, the Rams, listen, they only gave up three points in the second half, and they lost by one point. I I was sick to my stomach for them. What were your thoughts, Danny? That was the best game of the weekend. That's the one game I thoroughly enjoyed watching outside of Green Bay and Dallas, but the Green Bay-Dallas game is because I hate Dallas. Like Competitively speaking, that was the best game of the weekend. I enjoyed that game. It was everything we wanted. I think it started off like a lot of offense, defense is settled in, and it came down to the final possession. Like It came down to the end of the fourth quarter, which is all we can ask for. Shout out to Jared Goff exercising those demons. I will say some people are like the Lions won that trade. LOL, the Lions did not win that trade. The Rams legitimately won a Super Bowl, which is the goal. So we can say it's a win-win, but the Lions did not win that trade. The Rams. If we're going to say someone won that trade, the Rams won that trade. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that because as soon as Matthew Stafford raised a Lombardi, it was went That was a wrap. Yeah, that like Jared that, has to go raise a Lombardi. Well, the whole reason why the Rams made that trade was to win now, and they did. So and they did. So the Rams won that. But I, I had a lot of fun watching that game. Yeah, it was the it was the most competitive game. You could it's crazy to think that when you hold a team to three points in the second half and you only lose by one, just to show you how many how many crazy. maybe more plays that they made. I mean, there was definitely some calls in that fourth quarter that I was surprised weren't made, but can we talk about Sean McVay for a second? Let's talk about it. Can, can we talk about Sean McVay's cowardice at the end of the first half? He had like a whole minute left and three timeouts, and you have Matthew Stafford, and you don't go, you don't try to go get points. That's kind of been his thing, right? He's the offensive genius, but when it comes to game planning, it's kind of been C plus at best. But you could also say on the flip side, yo, his defense only gave up three points in the second half. All they you, all they needed was a touchdown or one extra field goal. So, yeah, you could have got that field goal at the end of the half when you had the ball for a minute and you didn't do anything with it. You decided to punt to halftime. Look, possessions in the playoffs mean everything. Where did the Rams you, you go have to from try- here? No, you run it back. If Matthew Stafford has one more in him, I think you go one more because 
Puka Nakua has been a revelation. Like, if they didn't have – like, Cooper Cup has kind of taken a backseat. Now, granted, he's recovering from injury last year. You have a whole healthy offseason of Cooper Cup, a whole healthy offseason with Puka Nakua. You have your in the back in Williams. Tyler Higby towards ACL, which sucks. But I think you – I think you – if Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford have one more in them, I say give it another shot. Because you can compete with that. the 49ers. That Higby hit – same thing that happened to Dallas Goddard. What is your thoughts about that? Just, just real quick. I think that's that's how safeties have to hit players now, right? Because you can't hit them. Because what's the what's a what's a receiver's natural instinct when they catch the ball? Yeah. And they see someone running to them. It's to duck, right? So a safety can't go straight in because you're going to get helmet to helmet. So I got to go at his knees. I have to go at his knees or at his waist. And that's just the so if you're going to legislate, or if you got to go shoulder, you, there's a good chance they bounce off it. And now next thing you know, they're running exactly. Down. Exactly. So I feel I, it sucks for Higby. It, it happened to Goddard. I think there was another hit like that too. But what are what are defensive backs supposed to do? Like it's like, do you want blown ACLs or do you want CTE? That's what the NFL saying. And the NFL saying blown ACL every time. Chris Collinsworth said most of them said they would rather have CTE. Yeah. Ask Junior say how how those head to head hits take its course over right. the, the course of your life. Where do you think the Lions rank? No offense to in terms of powerhouses in the NFC. Do you think this 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 win kind of gives gets that playoff monkey on their back and helps propel them? Yeah, until because the Rams kind of had their way. I, I would love to see because the, the weakness for Detroit is their defense. They're going to have to go point for point with whoever they play. So if you have teams that can score a lot of points. Which they have the Buccaneers this weekend. I'd love to see. It's going to be great this uh, this weekend watching a team that knows how to handle a blitz. Because I have a feeling the Lions are going to have an answer to the blitz. Because that's all Todd Bowles does. I think they beat the Bucks. I want to see them against the 49ers in the Bay. Right. That's going to be a very interesting game if the 49ers can pull it off, which I don't think they can. We'll talk about that later. But the the Lions know who they are. They're going to have to score a ton of points to win games, and just hope their defense gets a timely stop. Speaking of the bay, and and there was a bay that played this weekend, not the San Francisco Bay Area, the Green Bay Area. Hey, talk your shit. Super Wild Card Weekend. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, you clear your throat. Super Wild Card Weekend. They matched up. The two seed Dallas Cowboys with the seven seed Green Bay Packers. Coming into this game, the Dallas Cowboys have been 16 and 0 their last 16 home games. 8 and 0 at home this season. Coming into this season, the Dallas Cowboys played unbelievably well at home. Asked Danny. His team went in there and got stumped at the at Jerry's World. Yes, they did. A lot of teams went into Jerry's World this year and did not come out with a victory. Nope. No team did. Until one man. Number 10. Said, you know what? I love this stat. I love this stat. Because I'm Jordan Love. So he comes out. Offense. What I tell y'all? Last week, D. Mixtradamus said, "If the if the Packers recover 
I mean, uh, get the coin toss. They're going to receive. They're going to go down the field. They're going to score and send a message to Dallas. We came to play. Did I not? I did. You did? I even have the text message to prove it. What happened? First, first, first drive over half the quarter, 75 yards, touchdown, Aaron Jones. And guess what? I saw panic on the other side. And guess what ensued? Panic. Next thing you know, 14-0. Next thing you know, 21-0. Uh-oh. Now we got something. Pass the sticks, Dallas. Oh, no. No, no. It was 20 to nothing because you missed the extra point. 20 to nothing. We did miss the extra point. Then Dallas thought they had something. Then we just kept scoring. Luke Musgrave, wide open. Romeo Dubs, wide open. Dentavious Wicks, wide open. More Aaron Jones. Jordan Love throwing dimes, needles, haystacks. Then here come Dallas. Want to show a little bit of quote-unquote pride. We get the garbage time. We took the starters out. We got Sean Clifford getting ticked in an NFL playoff game. Sean Clifford, ladies and gentlemen, all-time leading passer in Penn State history. And no, he didn't. Never mind. Ladies and gentlemen. They scored a few points, scored a few touchdowns, a little garbage time touchdowns, but then guess what? We came out, we hit him in the mouth again. Then we shut that shit down. Next thing you know, you're looking at a score. What was it? It was 41-32, 48-32, something along them lines. It was close to 50. I was hoping y'all dropped 50. It was, it was, it was. It was was the type of game, I mean, it was the type of score that Jameis Winston had he been out there, excuse me, had he been out there, would have told the offense, we going for 50. <laughs> it was that type of game, ladies and gentlemen. The score didn't matter. The ass kicking was very evident from start to finish. You knew who the better team was. It was beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, the Green Bay Packers. Ooh, how about them Cowboys? Now, nah, how about them Cowboys? I was about to say, you've been real mild. Like, How about them off? Cowboys? What was y'all saying? This the year. Yeah, last year was the year. And the year before that. Matter of fact, it's been since what? Nine and six? Ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys haven't been to an NFC championship since, since a little bit before I was born. A few months before I was born. Last time they didn't play a game can... that was meaningful with a Super Bowl implication on the line. They have been, what? A disappointment. Listen, the white man took crack away and they gave America the Cowboys. That's all I got to say. The Green Bay Packers are undefeated in AT&T Stadium since it opened. Ladies and gentlemen, the Packers have more postseason wins at Dallas' stadium than the Dallas Cowboys do, including a Super Bowl win. Ladies and gentlemen, are you hearing this? Are you hearing this? Keep going. Keep going. You're being too mild. You kicked them while y'all, they're quick. Y'all Yo. told me that this was the year. Y'all, y'all, y'all's star defensive end was talking all that cash money about effort. If I'm down, I'm it's gonna show up on tape. That boy's out there jogging towards the end. Piss on their grave, D. Keep going. Oh, Jerry Jones up in the uh, uh, up in the up in the suite. Jerry, that's Listen, I ain't got no, I ain't got a lot of beef with you, Jerry. You, hey, if you're a racist, you 82 years old. You was born when Hitler was around. <laughs> you was, 
Listen, brother. I understand. That's a bar. You've been, That's but you've been feeding story. a lot of black families for a long time, Jerry. So I, I can only, I guess you've been trying to make up for your racist ways. That is. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Listen, that boy Jerry was up in that. He was up in that booth. He was toe up. You could see it. He throwing. Listen, you know, you know, you know, a brother's sick when he started trying to try. He started. He was trying to toss his napkin like it was a football. God, God damn it! That shit was just flowing in the air like a little. I think I read something that the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl since the salary cap has been implemented. That's crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones was up there sick. It was so sick. They they was telling me Bill Belichick was in there with him. Dog, can we can we talk about that for a second? These Bill Belichick talks. Bill Belichick will not work in Dallas. Bill Belichick will not work in Philadelphia. Stop this madness. Wait, Philadelphia. Okay, we're gonna talk about that. Stop this madness. Jerry Jones, you know what Jerry Jones loves? Jerry Jones loves being the GM and the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know what Bill Belichick wants? Bill Belichick wants to be the GM and the coach. If you think Jerry Jones is going to give up that title for Bill How do Belichick, we know that? Maybe that was what he wanted to do in New England. Maybe he'd be open to just having a, G, uh, a head coaching role. Oh, is that why he he's only interviewed for the Atlanta job so far? Does Atlanta not have a GM? I mean, Atlanta would give him that power. There's no one there. Like, There's no personality that would be bigger than him in Atlanta. But if he... Arthur Blank minds his business. But if they have a GM, then what you're oh, saying? Oh, he's be- gone. Says who though? Who do you think's going to hire the coach? If Bill Belichick says, "Yo, I want to be the GM too," the Falcons will be like, sure say that they can work together on roster building, but the GM would have final say. Then Bill will not be in the Atlanta. I don't listen. I really think we. I'm not the biggest fan of that narrative because I who. He hasn't always been the GM and the head coach. I'm pretty sure there has been some times where they've had a GM. He had. I thought he's been he's been the GM and the head coach since he's been in New England. Well, maybe I'm wrong. If I, I don't know, it could, is Kyle in here? Can someone look that up? I thought Bill has been the GM and the head coach his entire tenure, but I could be incorrect. Back to our original subject, the Dallas Cowboys. Listen, y'all told me. One of my homies said Aaron Jones, Donnell Jones, Romeo Jones, Pico Jones, Rico Jones. It don't matter. Cowboys by 15. Brother. Say his name. Piss on his grave. Stomp on these boys, man. Listen. Dak led the league. Passing yards. Touchdowns. Cowboys won all them games. And for you can't even give you. How do you sell this to your fan base? What do you tell a fan base after twelve wins and a wild card, wild card weekend ass kicking? One that was so bad, Jerry Jones didn't have. He was speechless. Man said that had. Listen, Jerry Jones was so stunned. He said that has to be one of the most shocking things that's ever happened in sports. Not he said in sports. Then he. Then he corrected himself to his sports history. But he said he wanted to start off with sports. This brother hadn't seen something like that in his sports fandom history. Can we can we take it a step further? Another Jerry quote. What? Jerry said, my plan was tomorrow, as in Monday, was to go in and meet with Mike McCarthy and start game planning for our next opponent. 
not go in and reset the team. Poverty franchise. The Cowboys. They really, they really thought. The they really thought that they they was just going to run over us. The only team in NFL history that has three 12 win seasons consecutively and not reach a conference championship game. That really? star is worth as much as an NFT. They said that it's not a star, it's a rating. No, brother. <laughs> Cowboys, listen. At least y'all got Dak Prescott this summer. Y'all going to pay uh, C.D. Lamb. And you got to pay Micah. You got to pay Micah. This is what I don't get. This potential fire Mike McCarthy narrative. My serious question Who would you go out and hire that you would really think could take you over the edge if you're the if you're the Cowboys? Again, and, and we'll talk about this later. It's kind of the same issue that's going on in Philadelphia. You have an owner slash GM that they don't want a puppet, but they don't want someone who's going to get the control. Get this nigga out of here. Um so the, the big names aren't going to go there. Like who who out there right now do you think is looking at Dallas and is like, yeah, that's attractive? I mean, Mike Vrabel. No, I don't even think that does anything to benefit it. But I, I see your point. Like, who do you go get that makes that takes you? Over have, it would have to be a clear, better replacement than yes. Mike McCarthy. And I don't think any coach out there, out that's currently available, I don't know if they would, they would ma more so maximize that roster the way Mike, Mike McCarthy has. Bill Belichick, maybe, but I, I, I don't know if. Or do you hire Dan Quinn? Uh, granted, his defense did not show up. Or do you find Mark McCar Mike McCarthy and promote Dan Quinn? Because it seems like everyone loves Dan Quinn. I don't know if that really does much either. Because who does Dan go get for an offense that you didn't have to reteach to um, Dak and team? That's true. So I don't know. I don't know where Dallas – I understand because, I mean, Jerry hasn't been very committed to Mike McCarthy – Jerry has said the past couple weeks, well, let's see what happens in the postseason. He never really said, like, yeah, Mike's coming back next year. It was, we'll see what happens in the postseason. Granted, it's Tuesday, and Mike McCarthy still hasn't been fired. He might be safe, because usually these things happen rather quickly. I don't. The, the thing about hiring a head coach is you have to move quickly because all the good candidates are being taken by the coaches that have been fired for non-playoff teams. So if you're going to do this, then do it. And that's why I don't think Jerry's going to do. I think he's he's thinking. I don't think through. he is either. And I think that ownership, Stephen Jones and company, they're probably telling them, realistically, we got we just got to tweak the roster a little bit more. So maybe that's maybe maybe that's you you go in the draft and maybe you invest in another young wide receiver. Maybe maybe you continue to. I mean, because it's. I mean, they're great at drafting. Like Jerry has a great track record drafting. I don't think that's their problem. The problem is the postseason. Like, you know, who had the game? Was it Greg Olson? Yeah, it was Fox. 
and Greg, the entire game was like, something is wrong with the deck and CD Lamb. The entire game. He's like, something's been off from the very beginning. Like, they just get in their heads. I mean, maybe it was a good defensive plan. Whatever that, they, maybe it was that. Maybe they thought too confidently that they were just going to be able to do what they do well instead of thinking that preparing for what if that gets shut down, what's mm. the alternative? That sounds familiar. That sounds like another team in the NFC East. That's crazy. My brother, let's go to the other bay that was playing this weekend, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I didn't realize there were so many bays in the NFL till just now. You're doing a great job with the transitions. Thank you. Brother, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you ISO this one now. All I'm gonna say is, ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia Eagles travel down to Tampa, Florida to play a playoff game. Only one team showed up to the arena to play that playoff game, and that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost 32 to 9. Baker Mayfield looked generational. Trey Palmer, you're on my fantasy team bench, but my brother, you'll be getting a lot more tick next year. Um, David Moore had one of the funniest touchdown runs I've ever seen. But Danny, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you ISO. Tell me your thoughts and reactions from this game. We talked about this before we got on. You and I talk a lot during the week, and you had told me that you have other friends that are Eagles fans and how they were confident in the Eagles this game. And I asked you, what the hell are they confident about? The Eagles have done nothing over the past six weeks since the overtime. Like that Bills game changed the season for both teams. The Bills went on a run after that and after um, Sean McDermott started comparing their team to terrorists from 9-11. Like they they turned their season around and Eagles just went off the rails. I don't. There was like they, I didn't have much confidence last night that they were going to go into Tampa Bay and win. Like they had the issues that have plagued this team for since they switched to Matt Patricia. Like when they lost to Seattle that Monday night, I came on here and was like, this team is cooked. Like Drew Lock drove ninety two yards in through the game winning touchdown. Like that's it. That was it for me. I was like, yo, these boys are done. Like that's a wrap. You can't have Drew Lock, especially when you have the one seat on the line. Like all the Eagles had to do, they lost to Dallas. They lost to San Francisco. You just had to beat Seattle, and then win two of the last three against the Giants in Arizona. And even after you lost to Seattle, all you had to do was win out. You just had to beat the Giants twice in Arizona. And you'd have won the NFC East. Like after you won, after you lost to Seattle, the one seat was out the window. You could have still got the two seat. You just had to beat the two, some of the two worst teams in football, and you lost to two of them. You lost to both of them. So like the pretty handedly too. Pretty hand. It wasn't well. The the Cardinals game was close on paper, but if you watch the game, the Cardinals did whatever they wanted to. Like they ran the ball. Like James Conner was on anyway. Last week I wasn't on the fire Nick Sirianni train, but old buddy, after last night, I get it. I, I I'm I'm about to buy my ticket. So tell me, what changed from last year to this year outside of Shane Steichen taking the offense with him and the defense, I guess, and Jonathan Gannon. So Nick's whole thing has been this entire time, this is my offense. And Brian Johnson and Shane Steichen, like they all work together on like the the calls for the week, but the offense, the fundamentals belong to Nick Sirianni. And if that's the case, then yeah, he got to go. 
Tell him pack his shit. You don't watch a lot of Eagles games, do you? Because for the life of me and for every Eagles fan on this planet, Nick Sirianni does not know how to solve blitz. Like what did the what did the car what did the Bucks do last night? They just sent seven. And Nick Sirianni's answer to that is let's run verticals. It was third and two. Tampa Bay walked seven guys to the line. Dallas Goddard ran a fly. Devontae ran a slant fade that turned into a go. And then whoever's on the other side just ran a go. Dog, Nick has had issues with the blitz all year. I will say I watched that game. I watched the Eagles-Bucks game with Peyton and Eli. Every third down, not going to hold you. Every third down for the Eagles, Peyton was just on there. It's like, you know Todd Bowles is going to blitz. What's he going to do? You know he's going to blitz. The frustrating thing? The Giants defensive coordinator, Wink, same thing. He runs the same. Like, he just blitzes like crazy. We're going to send seven. We're going to send eight. So you just faced a similar defense last week. You had no answers to it. You had another week. And you still – but Nick hasn't had answers for the blitz in two years. So what does he bring to the table, right? If Nick needs an offensive coordinator to call plays, he's supposed to be the vibes guy. He's the CEO. He makes sure everyone is good. That team hates each other. You think so? I I saw something. It was last night. Uh, remember the head-to-head shot on Jalen from David, the 15-yarder? Yeah. No one got up to defend Jalen. And the same thing happened last week in the Giants game when old boy uh, jumped off sides on the tush push, hit Jalen right in the head. Like, no one came to his defense. Like That team doesn't like each other. This, but the, again, the question is: If you fire Nick Sirianni, who do you go get? Because the thing about the Eagles' job, as stacked as that roster is, you have an owner and a GM that meddles. They're going to be in as great as a GM as Howie Roseman is. He's going to meddle. He's what do you mean by meddle? I didn't know that. So. Before they hired Nixie on the Athletic, uh, I think it was the Athletic, posted an article about the different job openings. And the thing about the Eagles' job is Jeffrey Lurie and Harry Roseman. Like, they want to help with the game plan. They're, they're giving advice. They're offering their opinions compared to, let's say, uh, the Rooney family. Like, they, they hire a coach. They expect the coach to do their job. They really don't do much. Like, if you're, if you're the coach of the Eagles, you're going to have to deal with Howie and Lurie all the time. And the big name coaches, the Belichicks of the world, the Mike Vrabels of the world, who have some cachet, like they don't want to deal with that shit. I'm the coach. I'm the coach. That's why every Eagles head coach that's been hired outside of Chip since Jeffrey Lurie took over have been people. I don't want to say, you know, no namers, but it was Andy Reid when Andy was the offensive coordinator in Green Bay. And it was Chip. And when they hired Chip, uh, Harvey Roseman got sent to the broom closet and it was Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson was the OC. Where is Doug at at the time? Where's Doug Peterson when he was, he was the o, he was someone's OC and now Nick Sirianni was the OC of the Colts. Like they don't go get big names outside of Chip because the guys who have weight don't want to do that. And who was the head coach when Nick Sirianni was the offensive coordinator? Was it Chuck Pagano? Was it Chuck? Because Nick was in San Diego. Then he went to Indy. Oh, he was with Frank Wright. 
he was Frank, Frank Wright's Wright. OC. So like, what does Nick do? Like, what can Nick say? What can Nick hang his hat on? Like, this is what I do well. You know, call the defense office that he brought from Indy, which I last week I said. Don't fire Nick, but force him to hire an offensive coordinator that has no relation to his offense. But I think he's lost the locker room. Like, did you hear Jalen last night? No. So they were like, what about, you know, what do you think about Nick Sirianni's job? And Jalen was like, oh, I didn't know he was going anywhere. Come on, my dog. Come on, Jalen. What? He didn't know his job's in jeopardy. He just went to a Super Bowl last year. Jalen knows. Like, compare that to what Dak said about Mike McCarthy, right? Like, Dak was like, McCarthy is my guy. If McCarthy's in trouble, then I need to be in trouble. Like, that is an endorsement. Jalen was just kind of, huh? And not to say, and, and that might be just Jalen. Like, I might be overreacting, but. The brother speaks in Instagram captions. He does. And it's hilarious. I know it's annoying when they're losing, but I'll, I'll always find it funny. It's I'll great. I always find it funny, too. But, I don't, and it's. The moment they looked at around the room and said, you know who's going to solve our problems? The guy who wears a pencil in his ear that walks around with a laminated sheet. Yep, that's the answer. That's when the season ended. So where do you think the Eagles go from here? Again, it goes back to the same thing with Dallas. If you're going to fire Nick, then you need to fire Nick immediately so you can start. Because the Eagles' job, especially for an offensive coordinator like the guy – uh, in Detroit, what's my man's name? Johnson? Ben Johnson? Yeah. The Eagles' job is very attractive. On paper, you have a loaded roster. You have an offense that's locked in. But again, you're going to have to deal with Howie and Jeffrey. But if you don't fire Nick, which I think you should. I think I, last night was enough for me. Then you force him to hire an OC that has no relation to him. But then how do you justify that to another head coach? Exactly. When you fire that, a coach after a year after making the Super Bowl, is like, all right, if 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 my team struggles in a similar situation, is my job in jeopardy then too, which then will cause them to have like a buyout clause that's ridiculous. Exactly. And that's the that's the the other edge of the sword. If you find your head coach every three years, what coach is gonna want that job? And that's what makes that job unattractive. You get a load of roster, but you got to win now. And if you struggle, there's a chance you're out of here in three years. Like that's yeah. not. And I think the best course of action is to take that money and invest it in how can we improve this roster and how can we improve the play calling or whatever the deficiency is. So that way we don't listen, you were 10 and one, then, then the 49ers exposed you all. And then they, they, they had, I mean, y'all been shook the rest of the season. First thing you do is get James Bradbury the fuck out of there. He was an All-Pro two years ago. He was an All-Pro last year. Okay, he's an All-Pro last year. Dog. Go go, go! look at the, the stats on James Bradbury when he's been targeted. That Seattle drive, every completed pass was on James Bradbury. So where y'all going? Where y'all going? Where y'all going? Oh, we're going to draft a corner. I think Darius Slay has one more in him. Darius Slay has done good enough. Like Darius Slay is still a starting corner, but James Bradbury got to go, dog. If we're going to have someone who can't cover, at least give me a young boy. 
Don't give me some old man who who don't even want to tackle. Yeah, that was an AO. My bad. Hey, yo, AFC. Let's move on to the AFC freak yeah. ass boy. Um, <laughs> Jamie said, Kevin Stefanski, Browns went through more coaches before him than a. Whoa. So, speaking of the AFC, speaking of freak ass boys, yeah, y'all, y'all, some listen, it's a day for freak ass boys and speak on it, chat. In the AFC, we have the Dolphins versus the Chiefs in one of the coldest NFL games ever. Danny, talk to me. What were your thoughts on the Chiefs' victory? Uh, the, on the Chiefs? Yeah. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. I We're going to talk about this in a couple minutes. I'm not surprised the Chiefs won. I am very interested to see what Patrick Mahomes looks like on the road in the playoffs. And we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. I wasn't surprised by the by the Chiefs game at all. I think last week I came in here and said that because of the weather, Kansas City's gonna come in and run the football and win maybe like a sixteen to seven type of game. Yeah. I think the final score was what, twenty three something um, like that. Twenty three seven, twenty three nine. Let me look it up. Twenty six seven. Twenty six seven. So I was off by a few points, but y'all saw the gist. Listen, I knew in that type of weather, the offense of Miami was really going to stall, especially in the cold. Hey. And also, group. Miami, were they one in six against playoff teams this year? Like yeah. they, They've struggled against good teams all year, so and they, like, I wasn't and, shocked. And their lone victory was against the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Um. Mm. How would you view this Dolphins season? Would you lean more injury prone or would you look at it more of like a team collapse? I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it a, it was a collapse. They had the AFC East in their hands. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Bam, so everyone keeps talking about Tua. Bam in the chat said Tua's not the answer. It goes back to the coaching conversation. Who are you going to get that's better? We all talk about this quarterback sucks. Who are you going to get that's better? Who's available right now that's better than Tua that you have a realistic shot at getting? And if you do have a shot at getting that quarterback, why are they available in the first place? Or or how much draft capital or whatnot would you have to give up to get them? And, and in that case, is it even worth having them on your roster for that Exactly. Product? Listen. I, no, go ahead. No, I'm just saying I don't. I like Tua. I know people hate Tua. There are a lot of teams that would take Tua over what they're looking at right now. Um, name me those teams. All right, let me hold on, let me pull up. Tell me what this team would take. A, Washington would take Tua over what they have right now. New England would take what they have right now. I think the Giants would take Tua over Daniel Jones. Tennessee. Ah! All right, Will Levis has a chance. Atlanta would take Tua right now. The Jets would take Tua right now. I think Minnesota would think about it. Denver would take Tua right now. The Raiders would take Tua right now. The Saints would take Tua right now. I don't know now. about the Raiders. These you don't know about ones. the Raiders? I don't know. You, I, I think Tua has more arm talent than Aiden O'Connell. Uh, Aiden knows that system pretty well. I mean, Tua seems to be pretty smart and inquisitive. So, yeah, I think those teams would take – Tua over their current QB situation right now. 
Bam said that you're gassing Tua right now, and some and Jamie said they should draft Tua's brother as his replace replacement, as Talia oh, just declared for the draft. Thanasis and Giannis kind of thing. Listen, I was watching the Bucks game last week when they played the Celtics and blew them out, and I was watching Thanasis get some tick and fouled in maybe like a minute, if that, on the floor, and I just couldn't help but but, but to start laughing because the whole crowd was cheering for him. But I was like, yo, how does this dude rack up so many fouls so quickly? He just be out there catching vibes. Dog. The, for me, it's how angry are the other guys on the bench with the Nassus, knowing that you're better than him and he still gets more burn than you because he's Giannis's brother. It's but so so the thing is, every time he touched the court, I'm just like, yo. Like they cheer for him like it's the Special Olympics. Like, oh, yay, Thanasis got in. Listen, all I'm going to say is I'm glad he can play basketball well. I just got to – one of these nights this season, I'm predicting that we're going to see a Thanasis career high in game uh, and game points. Six? We might how many points? How many points would Thanasis average in the G League? Um, I don't know the. I'll say nine. Got to be like nine. Nine, nine and five, and I'm not talking about rebounds. Nine points, five fouls. Wait, really? You see how he who he who like to do who lift before he play basketball. I think. Well, I think nine may be too generous, and I think it may be like seven and a half. All right, Al nine was generous. Come on, we all know to do who bench press and then come hoop. That's the Nassus. You think so? He come in. He come in with the with the shirt that's all like cut up deep into the uh, the armpit area. The first thing out the Nassus mouth. That's my sorry. My dog is digging in the trash right now. What are you doing? She being a whole bum. Um, the Nassus. Comes in and the first thing he says is, "Oh man, I'm so sore." And no. st- he does this. He does this the whole time. Oh man. He gets he gets in after warming up and says he needs to warm up. Uh, Bam said that Tua is a game manager. Word to Cam Newton. Um, it's un- it's it's, un- it's unfortunate. Um, well, hey, I think game manager has a bad connotation to it because Brock Purdy is a game manager. And you saw you saw how the people defended him after he said that. Like, it's there. There aren't there are only so many game changers at that position. There are only a handful of them. They don't want to hear you though. Like your NFL team would pray for a game manager because you could have a bum. And a lot of NFL teams have them. I think we got a little. Uh, I think we got a little fooled by the greatness of number 15 in Kansas City. And I think a lot of teams um, have been searching for that level of consistency and greatness for a little bit of time now. Agreed. Wait a minute. 
<laughs> yo, 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 yo. <laughs> the, the, Bam, what is... Well, first off, Bam, are you are you in the chat with me real quick, Bam? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, bro, what the hell is happening in the chat? Ladies and gentlemen, so if, for those not with us, Bam and I are talking about the 49ers and Brock Purdy and how uh, the Niners may have the most talented roster in the league. And our guy Bash the Bishop says, I couldn't be gay. I couldn't have men turning me down as women. I, I couldn't have talking about? men turning me down as well as women. Bash the bishop. Yo, what the wanna, fuck are you talking about? Do you want to defend yourself? I'm not quite sure where to where to take that, brother. That's what are you trying to say? I'm. Yeah, man, these freaky ass bots. No, bash the bishop sounds like a real person. That doesn't sound like a bot. Nah, that, that sounds like, like that's a person. What are your thoughts on the Browns Texans game overall? CJ Stroud, that dude. Oh. CJ Stroud, man. How do you think the Panthers hate themselves? I think they're definitely I think I think uh what's his name? David Tepper is definitely looking around and 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 at his scouting department and saying, "Show me the scouting reports again on CJ versus Bryce and tell me what what made us so confident in that pick i think he's done that a few times but at the same time you could also say that would cj perform as well given the circumstances in which bryce is under and you can ask would bryce succeed the same way cj has given his circumstances now isn't it uh, true that frank wright wanted cj stroud and david tepper was like no bryce young I yeah thank you bam tepper wanted bryce and i think frank wanted cj yeah, well, I think David Tepper's kids need to step in. <laughs> I think somebody got to take this away from Papa. <laughs> Come on, listen. You listen, y'all ever been playing board games with, with like a grandparent or something? You see him dozing off to sleep. Like, come on, someone got to go ahead and take me mom up to bed. This, yeah, go ahead take, take this away from David Tepper, man. He don't know what the hell you're doing, man. Prayers to that man. That brother don't know what he's doing. He don't. He, he, just, he up there throwing drinks on folks. That's when I knew, oh, this brother lost it. This brother, that brother's starving for that ain't, that ain't That's someone who ain't never got their ass beat. And that's why you shouldn't have ran off uh, Cam Newton. And David Tepper don't try to go back and hire Ron Rivera either. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, go do that. Go get Ron. Bam said, I wish Tepper dumped a beer on me. Yeah, that would have been interesting to see. What do you mean by that, Bam? Why do you want men to pour drinks on you? Actually, we're going to move on to the Steelers' Bills oh, Bam, game. Bam, Bam wants him to pour beer on him like Chris Bosh with the champagne after they won the championship. He said he's going to win some money. Bam, I can tell you, he is going to send you to his lawyer, and they are going to tell you to have a nice day. What are your thoughts on the Steelers versus Bills game? Steelers, look, it was going to run out eventually. No T.J. Watt. You you went and started Mason Rudolph. I don't I don't know what else you expect. Mason Rudolph was balling until he wasn't balling. Can and we talk I about? Know. I know people love the idea of playing football in the cold, but that shit in Buffalo was ridiculous. Who wants to play in that? 
Get a dome like Minnesota. Well, the Packers play outside. They're in Wisconsin. Have y'all ever had a game like that? I've never, like the snow like that. I watched People... my team lose a freezing cold playoff game to a team that never scored an offensive touchdown. Don't talk to me about cold. That's fair. Like, People had to fight the snow to get to their seat. That was ridiculous. Hey, you got to fight for your right to party. If you want to be out there with your team, risking it for the biscuit, then be out there. That's that's a bar. Should we go talk about something else? You want to talk about the, the Browns going forward? You want to talk about the divisional round? Where, you Where do you think the here? Browns go from here? I mean, if you're the Browns, you're looking at most of your, like a, almost a quarter of your team was on IR. Yep. You'll have some healthier players coming back, including like a Nick Chubb and, and so on yep. and so forth. So really, you've seen what every position group was able to do, and it kind of comes down to one position, the quarterback. And what the is nasty a quarterback? Man. And what does a quarterback position look like for the Browns going forward? Do you keep Joe Flacco on the roster and have him be your number two? Do you develop Dorian Thompson's uh, uh, Robinson some more? Uh, do you also, while also continuing to think about whether you want to really fully developing, um, oh, man, what's his name? Ah. While you think of that, I'll oh, give an answer. Deshaun Watson, whether you want to keep on investing in Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, you can't get rid of Deshaun. That contract's fully guaranteed. Okay, then. So the nasty man is going to be back next year no matter what. It's just a, the question of who's QB2. And it's going to be DTR. So if that's the case, then, then you're banking on Deshaun taking that next step and returning to the form he, that he was in. He doesn't even need to do that. He just needs to be mediocre. That team is stacked. Oh, he just has to be okay. He doesn't have to elevate anyone. He just has to so? be okay. You think so? Yeah. I mean, look look how they got to the playoffs. Who was their quarterback? It was 37,000-year-old Joe Flacco. Like, I think Deshaun is better than Joe Flacco. But you can also expect some players to regress, some players to progress. So – then if you balance that out, you also got to think about other teams maybe regressing or progressing a little bit more and where the uh, where the Bengals and where the Steelers and where the Ravens might end up in a year might be different along with the other teams in their division might be different. So, Yeah. Uh, but that, that team. Who knows? If the Steelers mess know. around and get Caleb Williams next year. That ain't happening. They have no knows? shot. You, don't, you never know. Pittsburgh has the 20th overall pick. How are they going to jump to the number one overall pick? What do they have to offer? TJ Watt? If, if you're what do they to, have to offer? If you're willing to, I, was, I wouldn't be against it if I was them. So Jamie said Nick Chubb's going to be back fully, and I hear you, but this is like what's this is like his second or third major knee reconstruction. Why is everyone so confident in that? Yeah, like I, I hope so. He's done it before, but Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb getting close to 30, isn't he? He's getting up there. Yeah, he's 28. He'll be, yeah, he'll be, he is, he just turned 28. Like, I hope he can do it, but man, there's, there's not as much in the tank as, I don't think there's as much in the tank as people assume. Yeah, me either. I think time is only taken for that, brother. Um, you want to look ahead to the NFL division round? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Speaking of that dude, CJ Stroud travels up to Houston. I mean, 
CJ Stroud travels up to Baltimore as the uh, Ravens host the Houston Texans. Danny, what are your thoughts about this matchup heading into the game? The AFC side of the bracket is so it's gorgeous, man. I'm excited for all these games. That's the Saturday game, right? I think the, yes, both one seeds play on Saturday. Yeah, I'm excited, man. This is going to be – I don't expect the Texans to win. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. But, man, C.J. Stroud. I just – I don't know how you can't be just excited for the Texans. Listen. AFC South. Sue me. I'm rooting for everyone that's black. So if your quarterback is black, I'm rooting for you. Okay. Too bad most of them got to face each other this weekend. It's unfortunate to them brothers. But I'm, I'm excited guy, for that game. Listen, here's what I'm really excited to see. C.J. Stroud versus the best uh, defense in the league. In I the, mean, they played this year, didn't they? Uh, um, I think they did. Might have been I'm pretty sure I watched that game. I think it was an early season game then. It was. It was like week four, week five. Yeah. I think the Ravens won. Hold on, see if I can find it. Keep going. Yeah. Either way, I'm excited to see CJ Stroud versus very talented Ravens defense and Mike McDonald, a guy I think is going to be a head coach next year, ladies and gentlemen, somewhere. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They faced week one and the Ravens won 25 to nine in Baltimore. Mm hmm. Wow, what a tale of two different seasons. But they ultimately landed here in the AFC division round. Danny, who do you like in this game? All the pressures on the Ravens, right? All the pressures on Lamar because Lamar's playoff record is abysmal. He is at home. He's had a week of rest. I'm going to take the Ravens. It's going to be closer than I think a lot of people think. Like I'm saying 27 23. It's going to be a one possession game. But I think the Ravens 27 23. Like the Ravens have to win. Like Lamar can't have the one seed losing the divisional round. Man, the if that happens, the narrative is going to be whoo, buddy. Narrative is going to be crazy. It's going to be it's already nasty on Lamar in the postseason. All he's done is beating the Titans. Every other time he's either hurt, sick, or he loses. Yeah, someone, yeah, keep him inside. Don't his immune system a little like he, he, he at least has to make it to the AFC championship game, and that game has to be close to push that narrative back a little bit. Because if he loses to the Texans on on Saturday, who buddy, it's gonna get gross out here. I say all you have to do is beat the Texans again, and he's perfectly fine. Uh, it depends on what happens in the AFC Championship game because they're hosting it, right? So if he hosts Mahomes and Mahomes comes in and just beats the piss out of him, having you know, that's another that's another conversation. Yeah, but, but first, beat the Texans. Yeah, I mean, beating the Texans would be would be important, but I mean, I would say if I'm the Ravens, I feel good on both on all three phases of the ball about anyone that comes in into M and T Bank Stadium. Absolutely. And it's going to be cold this weekend because we're, we're the East Coast is doing another weather system Man. on Friday. What about on the other side of the country in the San Francisco Bay Area as the Niners take on the Packers? What are your thoughts on this game as we head to uh, Saturday? I want to pick the Packers. I, I, everything in me wants to pick the Packers. Join us, my friend. Here's the thing about San Francisco, and this is what we've known about them all year. 
if they get behind, they do not have the horses to catch up because their offense is not built like that. If Shanahan has to abandon the run and it's all on Brock Purdy, they're dead in the water. Shanahan's like, what? what's the record? Like one in 31 down by seven or more in the fourth? His offense is not built to come from behind. If the Packers can even do remotely what they did last week in Dallas, Dallas is the best defense. Like, is one of the best defense. Browns is in there. San Francisco's in there. Like, if Green Bay can go in there, same thing. Win the coin toss, receive, score seven. D Mixtradama style. Yeah. Like, I think they can do it. I, I think the San Francisco team, if you punch them in the mouth, they will fold. As a wise man who was watching Monday Night Football yesterday once said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! Let me tell you something. Far too long has this team haunted our playoff dreams. That's to true. all my fellow Packer fans, you know about the nightmares of playing the San Francisco 49ers, particularly in the last quarter century, from the Colin Kaepernick games to the 49ers games to to the listen, we've had Alex Smith, we've had Colin Kaepernick, we've had Jimmy Garoppolo, we've had Raheem Mostert with the four touchdown game. How many more times can we face this team? But that was with Aaron Rodgers. Now we have J Love. And oh, J Love is the name. J Love is the name. And if y'all saw what J Love was doing versus the Dallas Cowboys on the road, then I need you to have faith in what you're about to see Jordan Love do versus the Packers on January 16th. Not I January, hope so. Or January, whatever. This this Saturday. I hope so. You, why is that, my brother? Because I don't like San Francisco. I hope you win. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, if he is able to lift the San Francisco postseason curse from the Packers back, I will cry real tears. Y'all just don't understand how happy will I am. You, will you buy a J-Love jersey? Or have you already got one? It's it's Listen, my J-Love jersey, it needs to get got because it's on the way. Okay. Um, what about Patrick Mahomes' first road game up in Orchard Park facing Buffalo? So excited for this because Patrick Mahomes has never played a, a road playoff game. Let me be clear. Patrick Mahomes is going to be great. But I, I am really going to enjoy seeing him throw his little temper tantrums in another stadium and the refs look at him like, dog, get up. You're in your 30s. It's interesting because he has 20s. played in Orchard Park, but it was during the COVID year. Um, so they didn't have the 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 they didn't have oh yeah, that's right. You so are this, right. This this would be the first time that he actually plays with Bill's Mafia there. And I can I feel like out I mean, he's probably you know, he's played in a lot of NFL stadiums, including in Lambeau this year, that kind of threw him off. I will say that outside of Lambeau, Bill's Mafia may be close to um Bills Mafia will be close to Packers Nation, so it'll be very interesting. But let's not act like Patrick Mahomes hasn't played big road games before. He has. I I said Patrick Patrick is going to be great. For me, it's 
when that time comes, and it is going to come, he's going to look at the ref and ask for a flag. And in Kansas City, he usually gets that flag. I am intrigued to see what he does when he does not get that flag. I feel like flags are flags no matter where they go. We both know that's not true. We both know, and we can talk about Patrick specifically, there are certain times when the Chiefs are at home in the playoffs where Patrick gets really friendly flags because he turns around and throws his hands up. That late hit last year against Buffalo that put them in field goal range. That was Patrick, a penalty, though. Patrick was still in bounds. That was a no. legal hit. Oh, bro, that was a penalty. But was he was at home. Hey, the ref, they, they said it was a penalty, brother. Okay. I'm just saying, does does he get that same call in Buffalo? We gonna see. I think I think he's Patrick Mahomes, and they're gonna protect him regardless because he is Patrick Mahomes. That's true. I mean, I'm just interested to see when it comes because it's going to come. Pause, where he's going to look at the ref and throw his hands up, whether it's someone he thinks hits him late, someone is offsides. But if it's the clear foul, what else do you want him to do? We come on, come on, man. We. We don't have to act like Patrick Mahomes don't walk around here crying all the time because he does. And it's okay because he's great. He's the greatest quarterback ever. But he do be crying. But, okay, it's like a 70-30 actual, actual penalty to not actual penalty. He do be crying. He turns yeah. around to the ref a lot and throws his hands in the air like he's been shot. Come on, man. We don't have to, we don't have to pretend. What do you feel about uh, Bam asking him, uh, Bam saying that the Josh Allen fake slide should be a penalty? It 100% should be because defenders are slowing up so they don't hit him to get that 15 yards and he's tricking them. Either we're going, if the quarterback wants protection, they're going to have to act like they want protection. That's the Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Because if Josh Allen fake slide or if, jo- if, so- if Josh Allen slide and someone think he fake sliding and throw their shoulder in his chest. And now he's unconscious. Now we got a problem. If you're going to slide, slide. Do you slide on oh, no, your nights? Nice, nice. That's a jam. I listened to that song the other day. Yes, Bob. Um, all right. Probably going to be the most interesting matchup of teams fighting for a conference championship spot Bucks versus Lions. If the Lions can figure out how to handle the blitz, they will win, and they will win comfortably. I, on the flip side, think that if the Bucks figure out how to slow down Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery's run game and really find a way to get after Jared Goff with the blitz, I think the uh, the Bucks will win comfortably. So here's the thing. The Bucs are one of the best leagues at stopping the run, but they're one of the worst pass defenses in the league. So they put all their resources in stopping the run, and that includes putting seven in the box because they blitz a lot. If you have an offensive coordinator that's smart enough to say, Amon Ra, run a slant. <laughs> you think that's all he says? Hey, Amon Ra, come and do a little orbit motion, run to the flat. You'll be wide open. Yeah, do a little what motion? You orbit motion. Ass. So, so orbit motion is when the receiver runs on the line of scrimmage and runs behind the quarterback and the running back. That's called orbit motion. You, you, you've been watching that tape. I taught you well. 
Yeah, you know what over motion was. I taught you well. I had to see what you I had to see what you knew. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for teaching I had me. To see, I had to see what you knew. <laughs> um, hold on. I want I want to make sure that I get my facts straight because I feel like these two teams played earlier in the season. Oh, the Bucks and the Lions? And they did. So the Lions went to uh Tampa Bay and won uh 20 um yep this was that sounds this right like six or seven um uh, golf through for 353 two touchdowns um Amon ross st brown had 12 for 124 and a touchdown uh i would say um from a rushing standpoint it doesn't sound it doesn't look like they did really all that well um, they only rushed for 40 yards. Yep, that sounds right. Top both put to. seven in the box. But they didn't need to because Detroit threw for over 350 yards. So I would love to see. I know you don't have access to this. I'd love to see a pass chart of Amon Ross routes because I bet you all those yards were yards after the catch. I guarantee there were it was a bunch of yak. 12 targets. I mean, 15 targets, 12 receptions, with the longest being 27 yards, averaging a little over 10 yards a catch. So that sounds right. So I, it, I'm just saying that was, the blue the blueprint good. to beat a Todd Bowles defense is run a freaking slant. What about the blueprint to beat a Ben Johnson led offense, though? Don't know. We haven't seen it yet. What teams have shut the lines down this year? I know there have been a few teams that have shut the lines. I'm assuming the it's. Packers. Uh, I'm assuming to beat that offense, you need to be able to rush the passer with four and drop eight. I mean, no, mm -hmm. not eight, seven, and drop seven. If you drop eight, you'll have 12 people, and you'll definitely win. Uh, the Ravens won 38-6. Yep, that's the Packers the won 29-22. Did you watch that game? The Bears won 28-15. Yeah. Uh, so how did, how did the Packers beat them? Well, that was Thanksgiving, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we just we just got after Jared Goff, yeah, um, and we were able to with Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Lucas Van Ness, that front four, and then we just you know played sound defense. Yeah, if you can get to Jared before, but that that Detroit offensive line, one of the best in the leagues, one of the best in the league. They can they can move some people, but you know they can be moved as well. So Absolutely. And you saw in the second half of that game versus the Rams. I mean, they really got it. They really got it cooking. So do you give up three points and turn the three points that your team needed to win the game? Sean McVay has to be kicking himself. 59 seconds, three timeouts. You said, nah, let's go into halftime. That was the game. Whew. It's tough, man. That's why. Listen, you know what's crazy? I've been thinking about the window to win the Super Bowl is so small. I know we talk about this every yep. year, but the window to win that Super Bowl is so small. A year ago, people, Eagles fans were telling us how they were going to be perennial contenders with this roster. Yep. And a year later, they're getting ready to potentially fire their head coach. A year later. Life comes at you fast. Joe Burrow made it to the Super Bowl. He ain't been back since. Not Joey Ice. So I read somewhere that the three worst uh, QB contracts are um, Cincinnati, Philly, and um, the Chargers. 
the Chargers. It's going to be crazy because those that happens every offseason, right? So next year it's going to be Dak because Dak about to get paid. Who else is due? No, Dak just got paid. No, dude, Dak huh? is due an extension. So this summer Dallas is going to have to pay Dak. They're going to have to pay Micah and C.D. Lamb. Really? I thought now Dak I is due for an Dak, extension. Can someone I really Dak is due for I really an thought extension. Dak got an extension last year? No, I don't think he did. Let's look it up. Let's see. Let's look at Dak's contract. Uh while you do that, Bam says uh Detroit has awful linebackers, Hutches and Edge Sprinter. Um Jamie also to your yak uh yards after catch. Question said Amon Ross St. Brown was a wide receiver two in terms of yak with 668 yards. So I feel like he's going to give the Bucks hell. Um, yeah. So this coming season is going to be the last year on Dak's contract. So yeah, you, you, you better sign him this year. So he doesn't sniff free agency. If he does sniff free agency, then he's gone. I think, yeah, I think he's not only is he gone, but I also think Mike McCarthy would be as well. So I think um, next year might be a prove it year type deal for both. Really, McCarthy you think you think Dallas and, would let Dak play on the last year of his contract? Yeah, and then start it all start all over. So again. you believe in Trey Lance? Like, is that your is that the transition plan? No, no, it would be it would be either you would have to you would you would have to find a way to trade and start over. That's that sounds like a terrible idea if you don't have Dak's backup in mind. You can draft it because you're you not going to bring him. Either you, you're either re-sign him if if McCarthy and Dak do well, or you try to back. You kind of maneuver yourself to you know, or you remember, go you got, to the top head coach, and then maybe you bring in a veteran QB, draft draft a QB, let him. Um, let him develop and then you can still keep the roster intact while you know what i'm saying you go out and draft a a, a baker mayfield sqb because cd and michael parsons are going to get top three money at their positions this offseason they're going to reset the market as they should as they should and the Cowboys have some other uh, good defensive players that are coming up that should be getting paid. Listen, the team's going to be young. The team's going to be good, but you also got to, you got also got to be smart with it. And I think there's a way to uh, think ahead towards the future while also taking advantage of the resources that you have now. Um, speaking of goats, Danny, this one hurts. Because the tide was supposed to roll again. Let it out. It was announced last week, ladies and gentlemen, that the GOAT, Nick Saban, has retired. The tide was supposed to roll. Ladies and gentlemen, as a Virginia Tech, Ohio State, Alabama fan, it's it's sometimes these decisions really hurt you deeply, and this one hurt me deeply. Nick, I wish you all the best, brother. You have been nothing but the greatest college football head coach I've ever seen in my lifetime. Your standards of ex excellence will continue to live on. 
Danny, any any final words to Nick Saban before we send him out of here? Um, best college coach ever. Though one of the rare people when he left Miami for Alabama, there was a lot of critique about the way he left Miami. No one cares about that anymore because he is the greatest college coach ever. Um, I feel real bad for this guy coming after him. Kalen DeBoer. Um, let's speak on that. So he was hired as new head coach. He was the previous head coach at Washington, took him to uh, the college football playoff yep. all the way to the national championship game this year versus Michigan. He gets the Bama job. Danny, do you think he has what it takes to keep Bama amongst one of the top powerhouses in the country? Potentially, but I think there's going, and this was going to be the case for any coach that took that job, especially a coach that's not from the Nick Saban tree, there's going to be a transition. And there's going to be, it might be a year. I mean, they're only going to have a year. Like what What his, how do you say his last name? DeBoer? I always butcher it. Kalen DeBoer? 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 Tom DeBoer. Yeah, nah, Tom, Tom DeBoer. Tom DeBoer. Y'all remember Tom from the Boondocks? Oh, yeah. Here's here's the thing for him. The year he just had at Washington was seen as a roaring success. At Alabama, if he had that same year, it would be a failure. And that's the difference. True, but I think Tide fans will also realize maybe after the first or second year that this is not Nick Saban, so we have to level set expectations. <laughs> Come on, dog. We're talking about Alabama. <laughs> You're right, because I don't give nothing but I don't give a piss about nothing but the time. <laughs> this is Alabama we're talking about. Listen, You're um, right. Let, let me tell you something here, brothers, and you brotherettes out here. If you don't think the goddamn Todd is going to roll goddamn again and again, you best have another thing goddamn coming at you. I hear you would. Because the Todd will roll again. A roll Todd. There you go. And shout out to my OHIO brothers because we run in the Big Ten too. I don't, I don't have anything. And and y'all know I gotta hold it down for the H O K I E S. Yes, the Hokies. Yeah, go Hokies. Hokey, hokey, hokey. Hi, hater, hater, hater. Bye. I hope that's not the song for the Hokies. At least the women's basketball team is good. That's hate. That's respect. That's love. The football team's making a comeback too. They've been for the past six years. They've been making a comeback since Michael Vick left. How many times have y'all beat us since then? Hey, I'm not out here talking about some UVA going to win the ACC. Hey, one of these days, Tech will win the ACC. One of these days. Um, uh, the Warriors, shifting over to basketball news, the Warriors continue to struggle even with Draymond Green back in the lineup. If you're the Warriors front office, who would you look to trade for right now? We talked about it last week. Clay Thompson, you are a Charlotte Hornet. Welcome to the team. But I'm saying who would you trade for? They keep saying Pascal Siakam, right? That's the name that keeps floating around. What does Pascal who add to this team? Who is now in advanced trade talks with – 
uh, involving in, in the Indiana Pacers. The Raptors and the Pacers are involving are involving okay. trade talks. Yeah, which is crazy because Pascal has said he's not committing to any team because this is the last year of his contract. I would just say, if you're the Warriors, like this is it. Like you have to. The bill is due. You've been kicking the can for the past four years. You had Jordan Poole, but you had to get rid of him because Draymond punched him in the face. That was your next star. Now you, Then you traded for Chris Paul. Like, your team is old. You don't have that young. You, you have Steph. Steph is always enough to get you to the playoffs. But the days of contending for championships, Anthony Edwards is here. Like, there are other teams that have arrived. That would be Anthony Davis is here, brother. Anthony Davis is here. I'm not going to say the Kings, but like there, there are other teams. The Oklahoma City Thunder are here. Like Shea is here. I guess Luca and Kyrie are here. We'll get there. I I would take the Mavericks over the Warriors in the playoffs. I'm saying there there are too many teams that are better than you. Like there's nothing you can do to make this a championship contending team as long as Steph Curry is there. But you're not going to trade Steph, so you're always going you're going to be a playing team. You might be good enough to get the fifth. The what's the play in is six through nine or five through nine. If I'm if I'm the Warriors, I'm taking Clay Thompson to the side. I'm telling them the story about Old Yeller, and then I'm I, I'm trading him the very in the very next hour. Yes, to the Chicago Bulls in hopes to try to get Zach Levine. Why would Chicago do that deal? That's crazy. Clay Thompson, maybe Jonathan Kaminga. Couple first for Zach Levine, uh, but is is Zach Levine enough? Like, Zach okay, Ao Desamu and uh, maybe like a a pick swap or a second round pick. Is that enough though? Is Zach Levine enough? You need another score to go alongside Steph. That's that's where it starts. You print, you mix that in with Draymond. IU will probably get you some good minutes. Then you try to find you. Uh, maybe maybe you try to move um, freaking uh, Moses Moody or or uh, that other young kid that they have put pat, pat, Padawan. Maybe you try to move him for like a Grayson Allen type beat or something. But like but but my question is, do you mortgage your future again for the fourth seed in the West, best possible scenario, or do you say yeah, okay, because fucking picks. All right, you can be bad now. Or you can be bad later. Be Which bad later. Be? Okay. Be bad later. Let it be someone else's problem. That's what most GMs do anyway. And that's how most of these college. That's why Bob Myers left. Bob Myers said, I know what's coming. I ain't paying. I ain't having that conversation with Draymond about his contract. I'm and good. that's and that's why these college coaches look as crazy as they do when they look at teams and they look at players and they try to call out loyalty. You saw that shit that happened with Arizona's head coach? LOL, yes. No loyalty. Yet they want to come at players for loyalty. Did get your bread, but uh, speaking of teams that people shouldn't have loyalty to, yet they blindly do. Some mention the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Others mention the Los Angeles Lakers, who continue to be just the most up and down, consistently inconsistent train wreck you could ask for. Ladies and gentlemen, Darvin Ham has decided to go back to the starting lineup that won the West that, that got us to the Western Conference Finals. Crazy. It's also the lineup that started the year. Crazy. So I'm 
I say all this to say, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what the hell is going on in Los Angeles, but I will continue to wear my Lakers jersey with pride, and I will continue to be confused while doing it. Uh, I know we keep talking about trades for the Lakers, and the big name is DeJounte Murray. Murray. My question is, do the Lakers need another two-guard that doesn't play defense? You know what the Lakers need? The Lakers need a head coach sometimes who when teams go on like when teams go on like 16-0 runs, the Lakers need a head coach who don't stand around and look like this. You know what's funny? You know where he got that from? He got that from the coaching school of Jason Kidd because he does the exact same shit and it's infuriating. Darvin Ham, they going on a 19-0 run. Here come Darvin Ham. That's crazy. Now you know what Jason Kidd said the other night? He's going to lick his lips. Maybe take somebody's hand. Now it's 25 over run. Now he's calling the timeout. What the fuck are we doing, bro? What are we doing? You know what Jason Kidd said the other night? What did Jason Kidd say? I, I think night? the Mavericks, who the, they, lost to, they lost to the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies had no one. And Jason Kidd was like, what do you want me to do? I'm the coach. You – I ain't going to say it because these are airwaves that are – Belong to someone else. <sighs> he's so infuriating. He's the coach, though. He's right. He's, he's so infuriating. He does the same thing Darvin Ham does. He's a firm believer. Oh, they're on a 12 0 run. Well, you need to play yourself out of it. No, dog, just call timeout. That's all you why, why don't can the players not call timeout? I don't know. If LeBron can't call timeout, I don't think anyone can call timeout. Hey, LeBron called that timeout. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes Reeves I'm like, yo, Luca, just call timeout, dog. Please Austin help your coach. Austin Reeves had that basketball and LeBron called a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the NBA is such a joke. Listen, um, NBA, stayed in the NBA. Joel Embiid, after the game la- uh, on, on Monday, actually, yesterday, he said that the goal is health. Not the second MVP. Is that a big deal or a no deal? Massive deal. Tell you that I think the Sixers are beating the Nuggets right now as we speak as well. Massive deal. The thing about Embiid is when he gets to the playoffs, he looks tired and unconditioned. He is 100% correct. We don't care about MVPs. Go win a championship. He looks tired. I'm sorry. He looks tired because his usage rate is to the roof. Same thing with Luka. Worry about your health. Don't worry about awards. Do you think who do you think makes it to an NBA Finals first, Luca or Joel Embiid? Um, right now it looks like Joel, but let me tell you, and I know you're going to call me crazy because you've been calling me crazy because I've been saying this the past two years. If Pascal Siakam becomes a Maverick, he's in advanced trade talks to be an Indian. But he State. said he's not committing to a contract extension with anyone. So yeah, he can go to the Pacers for half of the year on a rental and then hit free agency. And the Mavericks might be able to offer him a max. Whew, buddy. That's that's the missing piece is a Pascal for the Mavericks. Why they got that? all the scoring in the world. They need a wing who can switch and can play three the three to the five or even the two in a big lineup. He can play the center in a small ball lineup. He's a fit at the three, and he can play four beside Derek Lively as well. Dog, that's the piece. That's the versatility that's missing on the Mavericks. Y'all got Grant Williams, though. Dog, Grant been ass. (laughs) 
He robbed Mark Cuban. Celtics fans kept telling me, yo, Grant Williams is a two-pack of ass. And I was always like, nah, Grant Williams can play. Grant Williams can play. Yeah, me too. Nah, dog. He robbed. That man had seven points the other night. Listen, Celtics fans, when he got signed or whatever to Dallas, they were rejoicing. They said, yeah, get him off my roster immediately. Dog, he robbed Mark Cuban blind. He showed Mark Cuban them highlights from the Heat series, and Mark was like, all right, let's do it. But Mark didn't want to pay Jalen Brunson. It's okay. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, do you think Pete Carroll coaches anywhere next season? I don't think so. I think Pete, Pete takes a year off. And we'll see where he's at next year. Pete Carroll, 70. How old is Pete? He's 72, right? He's 72. He up there. Um, yeah, he's 72. Man, go go be a grandfather. You think that you think that's where he's at in his life now? <laughs> yes, go be a grandfather, dog. You closer to the end of your life than the beginning. Go be with your family. So you think Nick is saying the same thing? Yes, Nick, the same thing. Nick 100% said the same thing. Nick said, hey, it's time to be a family man. Why isn't Belichick saying the same thing? I feel like we, Belichick is a different breed. But he could be literally saying the same thing. Maybe he has grandchildren, whatnot. Yeah, but he interviewing for head coaching jobs. The other two are not. The other two have not shown any interest at all in coaching. If you were a head coach right now, who would you go? Who, who, who would you? What team would you go coach? Out of all the, oh, I told you we talked about this last week, and you brought up some great about points. You, Danny Ocean was coaching the Chargers. Oh, this thing crazy! I told you the hardest position to figure out in the NFL is quarterback. The Chargers have it. These other teams do not. That's a that's a real bad roster that you had to mismanage. I know, I know. That's a terrible roster. You have some salary cap issues, 100%. But if you have a top seven quarterback, you have a chance every single week. Let me tell you something. I want to and start, that's what Justin I want to start completely over. I'm going to either Washington or New England or Atlanta. You don't want to go to you don't want to be the guy that follows Bill Belichick. Like you don't want to be the guy that follows Nick Saban. I get Atlanta. Nah, but following listen, what's there to follow? You've been bad for the last three, four, yeah, five but the, years. But his so all you gotta do his is, shadow is still there. Yeah, though. but like the that, shadow that, of Bill the shadow of the shadow of a lot of things went out the window when 12 left. Y'all had your little playoff That's season, true. and then it's been gloomy since then. People just want to win. So as long as you show some type of improvement, you won fucking eleven or three. Three, three or four games last year. Get to five wins or six wins. Give them something to cheer for. Now you got something to build on. That's what I would. That's true. That's, that's what. But I get Atlanta. Atlanta, you have everything but the quarterback. Yeah, let me tell you something. Here's my thing with Atlanta. If they get the off the offensive system that works, I could I could definitely see it being successful. But I could also see the flip of them hiring someone that is a splash hire who they think is going to going to change it around and they end up in NFL purgatory for the next three or four years. I mean, they have the eighth pick, right? Who's going to be there at eight? Drake May is going to be gone. Caleb Williams is going to be gone. So now you're talking about that second tier. You're talking about Jaden Dan- McDaniels. Yeah. You're talking about uh, Michael Penix Jr. Jr. If I'm them, I'm taking Jaden Daniels. Dog, we, we're not going to talk about Bo Nix. He's 40. Bo Nix closer to coaching than he is to playing football. If I'm them, I'm taking Jaden Daniels. I, I'd be okay with that. 
if I'm them, I'm trading for Justin Fields. But what do you think that does if I think the Bears are going to keep him just because they didn't let go of their head coach? I know we talked about this earlier, but they didn't let go of Matt Eberflus, which tells me I think they want to keep that synergy together. And they should keep Justin Fields. So then I would I would end up leaving Atlanta somewhere to be able to take um well, someone someone's going to trade with Chicago for one overall, whether it's Washington, someone's going to go grab one overall. Number one is for sale to the highest bidder. So Atlanta, you're going to have to jump seven spots. Washington is only going to have to jump one spot. So if you're Atlanta, you're going to have to pay King's ransom to go get. If you think Caleb Williams and, yeah, the other guys in front of him don't need a quarterback, Washington and New England, you have to jump them. You're going to have to outbid them. If you think Caleb Williams is that guy, or Justin Fields, excuse me, is that guy, then you go get him. You're going to have to pay him in a year, but go get him. Hardest thing you said to figure out as a quarterback, if you got one, keep him. So, If you got one, keep him. But if you're Chicago, like you, rare position to be in. Very rare, especially for that team. They stink. <laughs> D. Do you have anything else for the people? Listen, everyone, in life, sometimes you are doubted just like the Green Bay Packers were. And sometimes you kick doubt right in the mouth and you tell them, not today. To everyone whose team was not successful enough to make it to the divisional round, just know that this begins your season of mock drafts. Start to just fire them up, brothers. Can't wait. You'll need them. And use that to coincide with your fantasy mock drafts. And as always, make sure you follow the pod at speak on it underscore pod. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, wherever. Bam says trade Justin Fields to the Steelers. I would maybe think about that if I'm the Steelers. It's not a bad idea. I would maybe consider a George Pickens for Justin Fields. Um, George Pickens in a pick for Justin Fields. I would consider it. I would definitely consider it. Um, Danny, let the people know where to find you at. You can find me on this on the X app at Danny Ocean Forty One. Again, follow it. Speak on underscore pod. Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Send us your emails. Speak on a pod fourteen at gmail dot com. Uh, most of our teams are out of it. You might have some questions like, "Hey, what should we do?" Or you might have some questions about your love life. Your wife, maybe you don't know what to get her as a present. You don't know her love language. We can talk you through that. Yeah, just send us an email. So Shams is reporting that the Raptors and Pacers are in active talks on a trade centered around Pascal Siakam for for a package that includes three first-round picks. That's That's insane to trade all that for a guy who won't commit to a contract extension. But like, do you think do you think the, do you think the Pacers really have a chance to win a championship? Um. Well, here's my thing with the Pacers' offensive system: it could it could put Pascal in a situation that he could put up numbers, numbers, and then if he's able to put up numbers, that's a way for him to get to, get a bag. One hundred percent. I'm just saying, like, if you're the Pacers, you're giving up all that, and he can look at you in six months and say. Appreciate it. Got to go. That's a lot. That's a big risk. Why did it? And they won a championship, so it worked. 
Do you think the Pacers can win a championship? Do you think Pascal Siakam is the missing? Because Buddy Heels going to be in that trade. They were trying to trade. Maybe, Buddy but maybe for... if maybe if you're the Pacers, maybe you don't need to win a championship. You just need a deep playoff run to make them want to come back. Yeah, maybe. But do you think that's going to work? I, if you can make an in-season tournament final, why can't you make an Eastern Conference final? You've shown, you've already shown that you can beat you can you can beat the Bucks handedly. You've probably yep. shown that you could probably play with. Um, they they have beaten the 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 Bucks, the Celtics, and the Sixers. They probably feel good about what they have, and they're probably thinking they get someone like Pascal on the roster, they could probably do some damage. It's one thing to beat them on a random Tuesday night. It's another thing to beat them four out of seven. We'll see. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you were here with us on a Tuesday night. We thank you. We love you. Make sure you say, make sure you uh, follow the, the pod. Make sure you follow the co-host. Peace.